Mom Save America is presented by Integration Partners, a nationwide network integrator specializing in cloud and security solutions. Integration Partners, what's possible? Mom Save America is also presented by Plain Jane Designs, a bespoke graphic design artist specializing in business card, flyer, and invitation needs. So if you are interested in going to a party, having a party. Pretty soon. Pretty soon. Having a vaccination party. If you're interested in doing any of those things, please go see or contact my friend Jane at Plain Jane Designs. You can get her at my website at momsafeamerica.com and we'll be right back. Hello, welcome to Mom Save America. My name is Tina Graff. I'm Carrie Lucas. We are the podcast dedicated to mom templating all those things that spark controversy, create parenting challenges, and generally make us go. WTF, today on the podcast, we are breathing a sigh of relief and celebrating the fact that the inauguration went on without a hitch. Without a hitch. We are going to take a few moments in the beginning of this podcast to review the inauguration as well as the post-celebration and our thoughts on that. And then I want to get into mom templating on white women and their specific connection to racism and Donald Trump. So that's going to be fun. I have to, I just have to say sentences. this before we go on. Yes. I'm feeling a little bit like Trump today because okay. he gave his, you know, farewell speech, which was like hilarious. It was so funny. Hilarious. But I um, had a haircut. Yeah, oh, I loved that yeah. the kids were crying. I had a haircut. So like I felt like, you know, when you have a haircut, you feel like, oh, I better put some makeup on. I yes. better do something. Okay. So I, I put foundation on today, which I normally don't do. Okay. And... If my bedroom isn't, you know, lighting yes. specific, whatever, and I get in the car to come down here to Tina's and I look and think, and I'm like, oh my God, like literally orange, Donald Trump orange, because we were dying laughing when he was giving his farewell thing. You know, the yes. face is just so insane for an el- older man in the first place, but he uses his hands a lot to talk. And my husband was like, oh my God. Look at his hands. So you look at his hands in contrast to the face, and they're like elderly white man hands. Like they're, you know, you can see the blood through them, the vein, elderly hands. Age spots. Next to the face was like alarming. I just, I I have never understood how he doesn't have a better makeup person. Where? Yeah. Why doesn't he get that? Because I think he's a, listen, and we're going to miss this about him, but I I think it's, because he's a know-it-all, and he he likes what he likes, and he does it best, and I mean, the hair, everything, so. That's true, you can't change that. Yeah. But he, we're not going to miss anything. He's not going anywhere. He, he might be quiet for a few days, but he, he'll... I know, they were talking about the impeachment this morning, yes. and as much as I want him to be, you know, found guilty and everything else, do we need to bring him back into the spotlight? Yeah. He'll, he's going to love this. All right, let's... Kick this off with rehashing some of the highlights from the inauguration, shall we? The Hunger Games? Can I mean, it's so funny. We always joke that we're, like, telepathic in a way. Right. And we sort of say something and then it comes to be in the news. Which, uh, I, I know, there's nothing fucking special about us. I get it. Okay? There is. But, but no one's we did name our podcast three podcasts ago, Mockingjay Part 1. Right, two podcasts. If that was not Mockingjay Part 2, I don't know what was. <laughs> <gasps> Holy amazing. shit! This, she's walking down, and Gracie's like, "Does she have a Mockingjay on? Does she have?" I go, first of all, I don't think a Mockingjay is actually." We were talking about Lady Gaga. Yeah, yeah, oh, the pin, the pin. Sorry, yeah. everything though. It was like 
so Hunger Games like so her capital. outfit and hair. And then the ladies, which they all looked spectacular, right. but the ladies' monochromatic outfits yes. in all different colors. Right. It was fucking spooky. Spooky. Sp- with all the military presence yeah. there. I mean, the flags lining, that, which I thought was so beautiful. It was beautiful. But the flags lining the mall instead of people. And, oh, my God. It was, it was really creepy. Lady Gaga just, first, I thought she was an amazing, she did an amazing job. I loved her rendition. J-Lo looked beautiful as always. I just didn't love the song choice. I'm giving her props because she's not the best singer. But it was okay. It was okay. Listen, it was better. Like when they said Jennifer Lopez, I'm like, what? Why? Did they do her because she's Latina? Is that what the reason was? Like to and then Garth was Republican. I don't know what their thought was behind that, but or, or maybe that she was just a big Biden supporter or something. I don't know, but she um, did better than I thought she was going to do. So I was like pleasantly surprised. Although I know everybody's like ripping her apart. Well, I didn't have any expectations. I just wanted her to take one piece of jewelry off. There was one too many pieces of Chanel. The earrings were Chanel. The bracelet was Chanel. And they were talking a lot about the makeup, too. There was a lot of I, The makeup's makeup the makeup. She always is... Yeah. You can't get that dewy look without putting the dew on yeah. her face. Yeah. And then, of course, Garth Brooks, which is just so great because, you know, he sang Amazing Grace and it was, a, it was okay. Yeah. But then, of course, in Republican fashion, he goes and hugs every single person there without a mask, unapologetic. I feel like I would have done that. Sure. (laughs) I mean, and I think it was honestly an innocent moment of, I'm so excited to be here. And they'd all been COVID tested, but it's just not really sending out a great message. So he could have at least put his mask on to go hug, but he wasn't. He wasn't doing anything. Okay, something else. Yes. Can we talk about my bill? What bill? Bill Clinton. Oh, yeah. Oh, dear. Well, I'm, I, you, you like Bill. I don't like Bill. Okay, but. first of all, the mask. Yeah. It didn't fit. No. I he don't. was unaware that it didn't fit. He dozed off in the inauguration. He's... Something's wrong. Yeah. The voice is frail, and it's killing me. It's breaking my heart. Like, he's a beaten, weak man. He should stay out of the spotlight. Yeah, it was sad. Like when he was talking... Hillary was a little on the overweight side. Listen, give her a break. She's been through a rough four years. I'm just saying, she looked... I mean, we've all been through pandemic. She's been through pandemic. It wasn't a good look. Her hair looked great. Yeah, I thought she looked... For Hillary, I thought she looked okay. She looked nice. Yeah, I thought they all the ladies looked great. In contrast to... George and Obama, he was like... Is is Bill older than George? I don't know, but he's he's knocking on death's door. I mean... Yeah. Well, plus, I feel like he's the stress of Pedophile Island and that nightmare of a scenario. God, I forgot about that. I bet you there's stuff that he's... Oh, sure, sure. ...just been burying. Waiting, waiting, yeah. And he should... Yeah, when he dies, some stuff is coming out. Getting back to the initial inauguration celebration my favorite coat was on ella m hoff uh kamala harris's stepdaughter it was a mew mew coat she's some sort of 
designer. It was spectacular. And I love it because they've been so hard on her compared, like comparing her to the Biden grandchildren who are stunning and gorgeous and perfectly coiffed all the time. She's like this sweet free spirit. Someone posted like grandma chic and I'm here for it. And I was like, me too. No, she looked The doily collar, the curly hair with the glasses. Like, have you seen the TikTok with her giving eyes to Pence? No. Oh, it's so funny. She Listen, I don't know if it was two pens, but the way they've put the TikTok together, it looks right. like it is. And she's sitting somewhat near they him. They were. And she, like, is, like, you know, giving him the, you know, yeah. flirty Once. eyes. Oh, like, the flirty eyes. Yeah, raising her eyebrows. And, yeah. Interesting. No, I didn't see that. Listen, I'm proud of Mike Pence. Yeah, he did, he did what he should do, and he did his job. He did his job. Yeah. And he didn't let his boss overpower that. Up until two weeks before that, his boss was pretty much running the show until... And have you seen he's changed his cover photo? No. What cover photo? I I don't know if it's on TikTok or Facebook or whatever, but he changed his cover photo to a photo of the Biden-Harris inauguration. Oh. Yeah, he's sending a message. Listen, they're cheering Hang Mike Pence. He's got to get rid of that guy. He did nothing for him. He's got to abandon him. Yeah, he abandoned him. You know, we have to talk about Amanda Gorman. Yes. Crying. I don't know if I can talk about it. If you're going to be quoting anything. I'm going to quote one thing. I may lose it. My favorite. every time I'm like, is this going to end? Am I going to not So cry? Amanda, everybody knows who she is. I don't even have to rehash this amazing 22-year-old poet laureate who is just, she burst with that coat and the hair. She was an African fucking queen. Princess, yeah. She was... Spectacular. Emmy, were you and I sitting there watching it together? Mm -hmm. I forget. So my favorite line, I know there's a ton of them, and Anderson Cooper had her on in the evening. Did you see him with her? He was like... Just in awe. Fangirling. Yeah. I I loved how he couldn't even get a sentence Mm -hmm. out because he was so in awe of her. But my favorite line is when she said, being American is more than a pride we inherit. It's the past we step into and how we repair it. We've seen a force. I can't even get through it either. I know. We've seen a force that would shatter our nation rather than share it. Because it's amazing. And they have her doing the TikTok of, I don't know the exact line, but when it's on peace and quiet yes. is not justice, it's justice. Right. And the people are like, ah, like screaming at home over it. You know what it was? She was so, like... Beyond the poem, it was like the way she was using her hands and the scrunching of her sweet little nose and like everything she did was like perfection. It was mesmerizing. And her skin was like glowing, sparkly. When the sun hit her, it's like, talk about... It literally was like there was an angel on the stage. (laughs) Yes. There was an angel that came down in her gorgeous yellow Benetton coat that my husband says is Benetton. Is it Benetton? No, no one's heard of Benetton in 25 years. But he was like, oh, I think she's got a Benetton coat on. I'm like, shut the hell up. She was stunning. She was stunning. But if you break down the details and the meaning is so specific and direct and inspirational as well as a warning, it's the whole thing is completely overwhelming. I read this article by an African-American in the Wall Street Journal that talked about the fact that As a black person, they feel differently. They have a different sense of pride in America than white people do because they started out being owned by white people, that white people picked them out and decided to own them. And as he spoke, I thought, this is a fascinating take on 
racism in America. He goes on to say that we've had a different experience. Mm -hmm. And when she said the pride we inherit is not, it's the past that we step into and how we repair it. Because you can't not look at the past and acknowledge the past. We have to acknowledge it so that we can be better in the future. And, And the fact that she was able to utilize what happened on January 6th and include that as she's writing it. Did you know they told her in December that she was going to be writing a poem? I'm like, I would have freaked out. No, she was um, definitely the star and highlight of the day for me. It is going to be a pleasure to just watch her career and see what she ends up doing. Well, her books are sold out online. I'm sure. Um, She has a children's book, too, that I just saw this morning. Change something, change rises or something? uh, Peaceful something. I I don't know. But it looked cute, and it's already sold out online. I think she's going to be a force to be reckoned with. Yeah. Yeah. I know, and Anderson really said it best. He's like a supernova that just, like, burst onto us, and we're all, like, blinded. Yeah, who are you? Interesting that it's Jill Biden that found her. Well, of course. Yeah. Dr. Jill. Dr. Jill. Um, Okay, I don't know if you're going to bring this person up, but uh, can we talk about the Capitol Police officer? I didn't have him on the list, so please. The the man that they sort of heralded as the hero of the day for the uh, insurrection of the Capitol. Saving Mike Pence. Right, because he was sort of um, trying to fend off the crowd, but at the same time luring them in the wrong direction. Walked out with um, Kamala Harris Mm -hmm. and um, was part of the inauguration ceremony. Listen, if it wasn't for TikTok, I wouldn't have known he was there or, you know, what was happening. Right. Because I didn't hear them announce it. Okay, they did announce it. Okay, I was in school watching the inauguration, so I might have missed that part. But the best is they have him on a TikTok, and it's after he... um, walks out and he's standing like on on the side you know waiting for everybody to pass by the tiktok person who's talking about is like oh he's gonna lose it george i know you're crying behind that mask and you can tell just from his eyes like he's like sobbing sobbing at the moment of and to think about that like a week ago i thought i was gonna die defending my country and here i am at the inauguration of the next president i mean that's so Moving Right. He's out there walking before the next black woman, first yeah. black woman vice president. That's his job now. Like it's yeah, it's um, it's amazing. It was such a beautiful inauguration and so much symbolism that I mean, I assume they thought into all of these things. It was so much more moving to me than inaugurations in the past. I think the way they had to adjust because of covid they did a really good job showcasing the symbolism that mm-hmm. we tend to take for granted yeah which was nice it was great yeah I mean, are you going to talk about bernie he's everywhere i love him so much he is everywhere i love all the memes are like let me just pop by this thing for a few minutes <laughs> like he's put no thought into it and then when they had him on a news show to talk to him about right. it i think it was like gail king was yeah. like you know trying to make fun of him and he like, she asked him about the mittens, and he, like, just got right into he the... He goes, how about we start talking about impeachment, please? Yeah, and or he whatever. was talking about the $2,000, yeah, you know, pandemic plan. Like, he was like, fucking cares about my mittens. Like, just get on with it. They had the lady on this morning who made the mittens for him, like, ten years that ago. That literally should have been you, with the crocheting. <laughs> Can you imagine? I'm going gonna, gonna to have you just keep sending mittens to them, or to Bernie, every to Bernie. day. Okay, what else about the inauguration? Emmy, you want to add anything? 
Bernie. 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 Paul Wesley and Ian, Ian Summerholder for all you Vampire Diaries, Vampire okay. Diary fans out there. Because they have like a bourbon line, so he was sitting in their bourbon. He's carrying them. Bernie's everywhere. He's at the grocery He's everywhere. store. He's yeah, in no. a bourbon case. I, I, Jesse Tyler Ferguson tweeted on Twitter, like, could somebody please add him? To the Modern Family picture, <laughs> and then there was like a hundred tweets, like with Bernie implanted into every like stock photo that Modern Family's ever had. And I'm sure that image of Bernie isn't going to go anywhere anytime soon. But let's jump to the evening part of the inauguration. Favorite performance, if you have to pick one. Honestly, they were so good. Yeah. Like uh, as the night went, like first J- Justin Timberlake, Amazing. and I'm like, well, he's a fucking national treasure. Yes. Like the song, everything. I'm like, you're, yeah, spectacular. spectacular. Just had a baby. Yeah, you're like a gift. Like all this talent, and I don't know who the person he was singing with, but that song. I'm like, why isn't that on the radio every single day, every yeah. other song instead of yes, the shit I'm listening to. Right. I know yours is John Legend. He was stunning. So I my thing about John Legend is you put someone in front of the Lincoln Memorial in with a amazing piano yeah. at night in the cold and his voice without any yeah. studio sound without any like support walls or whatever you need for good sound. No, he's he's just ridiculous. The richness and amazement of his voice and I, too I'm it was like dying. moving because you know him and his wife yes. have been like tortured, not having it right. with Donald right. for four years. Like they, right. they're like you know, yeah, out on the front lines. Do you follow her as well? Yes, her pictures from just the whole day and yeah. the the two kids in front of the mall. It, it was amazing. Yeah, I'm I'm really happy for them that they were allowed to participate because I think <laughs> mentally they needed that. Like I mean, to move forward. How do you pick the song that you're going to perform? Like, of course he. Perf- it's a new dawn it's a new day like of course that's a song but in the lead up to it do i play one of my songs do i play it's amazing that that's the song and that's the most amazing thing no that was so beautiful but honestly no bon jovi bruce they were amazing oh bon jovi no can we talk about bon jovi (laughs) i thought he was great (sighs) don't say he looked old because he did but who cares okay first of all and I'm looking forward to this piece when this begins to happen. Old, skinny people yeah. don't look good. <laughs> okay? So I'm looking forward to that phase Tell in her, my life. Tell Helen Mirren that, because she looks amazing. A little bulk. Just a little. Yeah. He's he looked, too skinny. And the teeth tone it down. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I know they're fake, but they're way too big for his mouth. Way too white. It was off-putting to me. Tina. I mean, to be honest, I don't think I noticed the teeth. I'm gonna have to go. Oh back and look my at the teeth. god! It it frightened me. Okay, I did not like him at all. All right, all right, all right. I didn't see Bruce Springsteen. Okay, listen. I thought Demi Lovato did great. She was amazing. Love her. I love the hair. I love it. Love her. Yeah, good for you, Demi. Like, and how do you think she got picked? I don't know. What did she sing? Uh, she didn't sing one of her songs. It was like a "Oh Happy Day" was yeah. it a "Happy Day" or "Every Day," and, it, and it had a bunch of like random people joining in, dancing. It, was, it yeah. was a beautiful song. She's got an amazing voice. I'm just proud of her being yeah. being up there. Thrilled. I'm thrilled that she. And then to finish it, like Katy Perry always oh, worries me. Katy Perry. <clears throat> yeah. They when they said Katy Perry, I was like, 
Oh, me, for Christ's sake. Me sakes. too. I was like, that's... Yeah. Like, is she she's going to come out in like a banana costume Yeah, or, or she's going to be the Statue of Liberty. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like, please don't do... But when she stood there, I was like, okay. And it fit the moment. Perfect. I mean, and her voice, everything. So she song, it was great. But here's the only the hiccup symbolism for me. What? That's Kim Jong-un's song. It is? Have you seen... Um, Not really. What is the movie? Oh, it's like my family's favorite movie. The Interview. The Interview, yeah. So, The Interview is with... Um, and that's his favorite song in the movie. Katy Perry's... Seth Rogen did that. Firework. And James. Yeah. Well, I mean, they decided that it was his favorite song. But, it, of course, it, it must be. I mean, I'm going to go through the rest of my life saying that's Kim Jong-un's favorite song. All right, interesting. So, I thought that was funny and interesting that that was the final song. But, of course, it fit. Perfectly. Yeah, and, and then the freaking rainbow fireworks when she sang, said the word rainbow. Come on, people! They, you can't do this production. How do they time it like that? I don't that? know. Then they pan to Joe and he's holding his little grandson. Yes. Oh, please. I'm just like. There's children. There's dogs. Yeah. There's happiness back in, in the, the White, White House. House. I know. Time Magazine has a cover right now of. The Oval Office and Joe mm-hmm. Biden. And the Oval Office is like trash. Papers everywhere. Oh, yeah. I saw that picture. Yep. Writing on the desk is everywhere. But I went back to read the article in Time Magazine, and I'll just give you a little snippet of it. It says, obviously, things aren't going to change overnight. We're in a shitstorm still. Mm-hmm. He's not going to be able to unite the country overnight. But Time Magazine guy said, if Joe Biden can get Americans who disagree on everything to just agree on the de- democratic process, if he can help restore political debate to the realm of truth, if he can deliver enough solutions to just raise some small faith in the government, it's going to be a start because the country wasn't magically fixed at 1201, but democracy did prevail. Yeah, that's the thing. I'm happy to listen to, um, you know, friends and family complain about Joe Biden for the next four years. As long as we agree he's not doing anything illegal, unjust, immoral, like as long as we can agree on that yeah. and move forward from there, you don't have to agree with any of his policies, proceed, nothing. I don't care. The fact that Trump's last act of vandalism, I'm calling it vandalism, of leaving the White House before the inauguration, before doing, I mean, he's not done any of his job in mm-hmm. the White House, but leaving that White House the way he did on his, you know, chopper and then Air Force One with his pomp and circumstances, whatever, all his blow yeah. horde. The fact that he did that, I do feel like that piece just crushed the last bit of any normal Republican souls to be like, oh, he really just fucked us there. <laughs> like, you know? I don't know. I mean, we'll see. I don't know. Nothing he's going to do is going to bother somebody like Ted Cruz. How about Ted Cruz coming out today and saying, oh, great. Uh, Biden just rejoined the Paris Climate Accord. I guess he cares more about the Paris yes, people yes. than... And, um, of course, AOC. She's the best. Through the shade right away. Yeah. Like, like the Geneva it's Conventions. It's not about Paris, you, you idiot. Fuckhead. Have you seen you know the TikTok with everybody hates Ted Cruz and he goes to kiss <laughs> no. his own daughter? No. Oh, my God. It's so good. First, it's like the wife and, you know, can, and oh, his mother. First, it's his mother saying, well, there's always been problems, right? <laughs> Stop and, it. Yes. And then he goes to, like, kiss his daughter and she's like, ow, ow, you're hurting me. Ow. Like, <laughs> nobody wants to be 
anywhere near him. And then they show the wife, like, with that grimacing face. It's so... Well, I mean, how would you feel if you were his wife? Donald Trump called her out, made fun of her, and Ted Cruz did nothing to defend her. Here's the difference. I said four years ago, right now, I was sick to my stomach. He had been inaugurated, and I'm like, all right. But I kept thinking, all right, he's going to Maybe put, it'll be okay. It's going to be okay because yeah. he's going to hire good people. Right, and it's just going to be a show he for just, him. Right, he just wants to yeah. hold his scepter mm-hmm, up and mm-hmm. say, I'm Grand Poobah. Whatever, yeah. good, let him do that. But just... Yeah. Put the smart people in place and we'll be fine. I didn't think our election was rigged or that we were descending into an autocratic state. Mm -hmm. And I said to myself, I didn't look at the situation and be like, oh, God damn it, we didn't win. I said, I have really misjudged this country. I really have not looked across America and thought wow, I really don't know yeah. what's going on. I realized at that moment what kind of bubble I'd been in and mm-hmm. I hadn't been paying attention. And that's when I said to myself four years ago, I have to figure out what the hell's going on. What have I missed? And started to do some research and then start to say, what organizations can I join? Who can I donate to that mm-hmm. we need to change this? It's the democratic process. You start to join the fight like Stacey Abrams, work to make change instead of crying foul and storming the castle. Well, that's too. I mean, it, listen, there's been a lot of damage done and it's taken, you know, a long time, the whole four years, whatever. But we talked about that back then, that about Jay-Z saying, in the end, this is going to be a good thing. You people were living your life like this didn't actually exist. exist and we've known this is America all, all along. along. Right. And, yeah, now that we know, let's do better. Let's fix it. Um, all right, well, which actually brings me to the uncomfortable truth about why more white women didn't rally behind the Biden-Harris campaign. History tells us this. Race, not gender, has always been the primary driver of white women's politics. To white suffragists not supporting black women suffragists, to white women being complicit in weaponizing our identities in service of racial terrorism from lynchings of black men that white men committed in defense of white women's virtue. Historian Elizabeth McRae says that white segregationist women shaped racist historical narratives for millions of public school students through their roles on textbook selection, committees in the Jim Crow South, and led fights for school segregation in the North, masked in the colorblind language of choice and neighborhood schools. Also, we need to acknowledge the power of the traditional nuclear family in shaping white women's perceived political interests, because conservatives have spent decades positioning the white nuclear family as an ideal deserving of reverence and protection, which is why many suburban housewives tend to vote Trump. And lastly, the white women's perception of their political interests have also been shaped by the right-wing organization machine led by Phyllis Schlafly, who we have spoken about in the past, who channeled her angst over eroding post-war economic stability for white middle-class women into that movement of a religious nature. The idea that this is in any way a new phenomenon and has come about with Trump is really not the case. It's just been exacerbated. Well, that's what, when you were talking about the teachers in education and the women have decided all of those things. I, I, I mean, if you tell me that's true, I will agree with you. I don't have any 
you know, information on that. But I would think, no, that's a that's a curriculum that's being passed down by people in charge who typically aren't women. And so they're being told what is okay to teach. And I think also it's a part of being threatened that everything I've um, worked for or been told to achieve in life, now you're telling me is not important or is not a goal to strive for. And I think it's their own insecurity in that position that makes them fear change. Here's the thing I hear women saying, and, and I've said in the past too, like, I, I don't care about this um, equal rights thing or yeah. whatever. I, I want to be a stay at home mom. I don't want that burden. I don't want to have to do those, you know, things. I don't want to be in charge of paying all the bills and, you know, right. whatever. But, like, with that comes some things that you probably aren't going to enjoy. You're not going to be an equal participant in decision making and how things go. I mean, I I don't I don't know how that ties to their bond with um white supremacy at all, but somehow it does sort of work itself back into that. Well, see, this is why I think it's always interesting when I bring something up. You look at it from an emotional side of women do feel sometimes pressured and they don't want that pressure Mm -hmm. and it's easier for them and that's not necessarily you're looking at it's not necessarily a bad thing i get angry when i read these kinds of statistics and while it's true that of course men have dictated curriculum women have just gone along with it and i think that's what the tie is to white privilege white racism is fear-based again like everything and they're afraid to question their male counterparts, whether it's their bosses or their husbands or religious institutions, religious leaders. And that's the problem that I see in what happened in the last four years. The Karen memes started because of racism, Mm -hmm. because entitled women were demanding certain things. And if they weren't getting what they want, they're going to call the police on you. I think it's anybody that feels threatened in their place. So... Women are not uh, secure in their... A white man, let's say, okay? Uh, Obviously, um, white women don't feel um, as secure in their status or place as a white male might feel. So they're feeling threatened and insecure. And it's all about, I don't want you to rise because then I'm being pushed back. I think it's like with anything, when you talk about like um, low income people or something, or, you know, the blue collar worker or something, anybody that's fighting against this immigration or um, black rights or anything, it always seems to be that sort of level. And it's about losing ground from where you are. Right. And I love that there's all these, um, you know, black women on social media now being like, white women don't get it. We love you. Like we, we, honor you we like you right white women in fact have narrowly favored republican presidential candidates for the better part of 70 years their support for trump in 2016 and 2020 was not an aberration but a continuation of a long-standing pattern which we we kind of know now but um well and they're constantly like oh the family is threatened and they're going to take away you know my family unit or my sense of religion or everything that i believe in and stand and again none of that is true that's right but that's being fed to them by their white male counterparts because the white males are afraid of it so they have to get the women on board Mm -hmm. with their message of you guys got to fall in line and listen to what we're preaching you know at the same time george floyd was getting murdered 
that white woman in Central Park. Yeah, about the dog. Was <laughs> so it's but the contrast mm-hmm. and similarities at the same time were fascinating to me because here I am. A white I think suburban it's just I, I'm better than you. I'm better than you. I found a place where I'm better than someone. But a fear of this person who you know nothing about. Do you think that she was fearful, that woman in Central Park? I don't think she liked being talked to like that. So he asked think- her to leash her dog. She was not afraid. She's walking in Central Park alone during the day with her dog. She's not afraid. She knows she's running into a black person. Right. She didn't like that she was spoken to that way. She thought she's better then. And I'll teach you a lesson. Never speak to me that way again. We're in 2020. Yeah. You know, it, it bums me out because I was under this false notion that women are better than that, that we are the ones that create unity and bond us together and help foster morals and manners. And all along now, I'm finding that more than half of the women in America push that aside in favor of doing what their husbands want or being fearful of not finding their own place. I'm not sure what it is. I think, too, like I notice um, people think, and this has sort of been like a learning process for me being in the school system and learning a new way to sort of deal with children or cope with dissent or any of that. People think they're owed um, a level of respect and authority in some sort of a way. And I think that, you know, when we go back into our... Um, normal lives. We think we're owed a level of um, respect from certain people. And of course, everybody should be treated with, you know, kindness and some sort of respect. But respect and like honor are sort of something that you earn as a person. And it's not something you can sort of lord over somebody or demand a particular group of people or person. I'm trying to think of an example of it in comparison to the woman with the dog, but like dealing with children at the playground when, you know, you say something and they immediately talk back to you right. and you're sort of hit with this indignation of, hang on one second. Say what, Jen? I have to leave a few minutes ago. I have to take my dog to the vet. Oh, the dog. Done. And I wanted to invite you girls to a party at my house. What? Are we having a reception? Well, it's kind of, no, it's kind of a thank you, farewell party for Trump. Oh, wait, we're thanking (laughs) So you're saying thank you and we're saying farewell, but we can all be together and enjoy it. What do you think of the new transgender thing Biden just passed? I think it's amazing. What don't you like about it? If you had a younger girl, would you think it's amazing if the boys were in there and the girls felt uncomfortable, like in the dressing rooms and the boys... I think kids, I, listen, this is a topic for another day, for sure, so you're going to have to cut this part out, but um, my daughter did theater in Concord, and they had like, it was like, transgenders, if you're you're transgender, come here to theater thing, they were in the same dressing room, whatever, it was just, then then on the sports, the boys are going to have an advantage because of the physical, then the the girl doesn't play, I mean, I think the the fact that, that it's open is... That what you see that, what you're saying about that piece, Jenny. The, the men. Go ahead. You're sure. talking about one in three million. Yeah, right. So right. one boy transitions to a girl and decides they want to play field hockey, which actually happened at um, Westford Academy this year. They didn't transition, but That's the boys tried out right. for field hockey because there was no football. Yeah. And they took girl spots, and the girls were hurt and upset. Whatever. Uh, it's 
too fucking bad. It's three people out of the entire freaking country. It's still... But did they take their place because they were better, because they have a physical advantage, you know, to some degree? Maybe. Well, uh, so listen, they were better. I don't know if they were better because they were a boy or a girl, the, but the they're definitely better than my kid. The I mean, Carrie... They shouldn't say, hey, that's how I feel, this is what I am. It's just this, this situation where I, I don't know. I think that... But I think that fear of change is what always creeps into And you no one is going to be transgender so that they can be the best one on the right. uh, girls' gymnastics team. The psychological impact that these kids go through from birth to transition is more than any person should ever have to handle in their lifetime. So there's, there's no thought in any person's mind of, I'm going to... Pretend to be a girl so I can be on the track team and win the Olympics and be the fastest person there. That's just not a thing. During our raising of our children, the whole point of moving forward in society is to encourage your children to be open to everything right. and not and our kids i think are so much better at it than we are yeah and well it's a different world now right? it's a different world and the more they become open the things that you're talking about aren't things it doesn't necessarily well, the, matter something it, it does matter everyone's feelings it matters of course it matters but i think that you're creating a problem that doesn't necessarily no, exist that's just something i was thinking of because i you but know, you as a mom will are thinking like what if my daughter what if my kids are upset about this and they come home then you talk to your kids you know we maybe, have to put ourselves in other people's shoes like if you had that's, a, that's if the you point had a daughter if you had a daughter who lost the spot it was very important to her because... Then the she wasn't good got, enough. No, she, no, because the boys will have a physical advantage. Yeah, then, so then... They might win just because Sometimes of girls have a physical advantage over... I know a lot of really boys that are actually really terrible at athletics. But, I mean, I'm just saying, if we put ourselves in other people's but, shoes... But that's part of life, Jenny. We can't just get stuff because we think we deserve it. Well, Listen, here's the other happens. thing. <laughs> My kids were on, team, on um, like, co-ed cheer teams their whole lives, right? Yeah. And um, it would infuriate me as a mom because I would be like, you're so much better than him, but he gets the spot because He's they strong. need, no, they need five boys. They need to fill this, uh, right, like, there's right, a certain right. allotment. My kids never were as annoyed as I was. And they always, like, were put on a higher team than their level was. Like, so the girls had to work for it and they had to meet certain skills or surpass those skills to get on that team. And the boys would show up halfway through the season and there you are, front and center, you're the point dancer, whatever. It would annoy the shit out of me. My kids never once complained about it. They're like, Mom, that's just how it is. There's certain spots that have to be filled. Certain people do certain things and they're not transgender that's just yeah life you don't get what you think you're going to get because of a myriad of reasons maybe it's because of what you're saying maybe it's because you weren't good enough maybe it's just because circumstances beyond your control but whatever those situation is playing the victim about it is never the answer it's never a good idea and in the scheme of it if that child excels in an area of athletics because they transitioned if that's like the worst thing that my kid has to deal, deal with, with when i think about everything that that other family yes. and that other person has had to deal with to sort of come to terms with this and be accepted in society and right. take the hormones and do the 
Let yeah. them win the gold yeah, goddamn you medal. Can, you, you'll be okay in the bathroom. Yeah. But I know you got to go. And oh, I don't remember sorry. what we were It's a weird thing. We were talking about white women racist. Oh, that's right. It's right. They're going to tell this one to do this and tell this one to do that. It's one thing when you're bossy. Bossy doesn't mean that you're a Karen. Right. It's when you decide you can tell somebody else what to well, that's do. What I mean. That's what I just said. Right? It's like you're... You can tell the black skateboarder not to skateboard. Down yeah, the- you uh, you owe me a level of respect that I have not earned. Right, and you're not in charge of the sidewalk. Right, sorry, yeah, like in the- of everything they think. That I yes, yeah, like the kid, the the woman who called the the police on the black kid who was I said he stole something from her. No, on the phone. She, no, the chalk in the street. He was writing Black Lives Matter on in chalk on the street, and she called oh, the police she had on. A fit. It fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, mind your own goddamn business. I mean, I, if it was on your front porch, sure. But if it was in the street or on the sidewalk, you don't own yeah, it. Yeah, I can write it wherever I want. I don't know what just happened, but All right, bye. Jenny really blew up the Book whatever the we were talking. What I was initially going to say about the playground or own earning respect, all that is sometimes um, as adults or women or whatever, you think you are owed a, a level of respect for something. And that is not always the case. So you're saying when you're out on the playground and you're dealing with the kids, they do something or say something to you. Yes, I can get very, in my own mind or in the past, head honcho-ish, I should say, and be like, you don't speak to me. Uh, I mean, first of all, I never freaking do this. But like, you know, in my head, I can be like, I am going to kick your, you know, whatever. But you have to realize, like, they don't owe you. Um, I mean, yes, you're in an authority position okay. and there is something there, but you earn people's trust and respect and admiration. Okay, st- stop there for one second. First of all, children should respect adults. Adults should allow children to be who they are mm-hmm. and give them the opportunity but to speak. But as adults, we also owe them a level of Th- respect. That's what I'm saying. Children should respect adults, but adults should also... In a way, respect kids and at least allow them their freedom of expressing themselves. If a child on the playground is disrespecting you because you're trying to monitor the, you have every right. I'm just saying. Sometimes I you I feel like that was my only example of when I feel like I'm owed a level of something as compared to like a the Karens, and I can see myself transitioning into a weird Karen esque behavior. And you have to remind yourself. I'm not owed anything. I have to earn this. I have to build a relationship with these people. I, Not black people, yes. children. Yes. But again, I think as a society, but the, we, the, <clears throat> we have to earn each other's trust and admiration and respect. And that's a long process. In general, people as human beings should respect other people as human beings, yes, no matter how old they are, no matter what color they are, we should just have a decency and a level of respect for individuals out there. And if you being but crotchy, not liking the way someone is speaking to you, like th- that woman with the dog yes. clearly didn't like the way she was spoken to right. or admonished or felt like she was being disciplined in a way and felt like you owe me more respect than that no you you don't i think we all in in a way if we're being honest can take responsibility for having done um behaviors like that in the past we need to check ourselves and remember you we're not in charge of the you know world and 
outside property and other people's lives. And even if you want to be, like, I had a neighbor who was, you know, I've talked about her before. She was kind of a Mary Poppins. And, you know, in the way of, like, being able to speak to kids when they were being disrespectful and yes. kind of... Love real, those people. Yeah. There's a way in which education plays a part in furthering somebody's behavior in a positive way versus being demeaning and derogatory mm-hmm. and utilizing some sort of boss man techniques. Versus- I think that's exactly what I was trying to talk about with the playground. It's um, letting go of your ego. You are going to take yourself and your ego and your emotions out of the equation and not demand that somebody behave a certain way. And you're going to speak to them with a level of respect so you can both come to an understanding. Right. This but is- it's your ego. It's all it is. Yeah. Taking it out of the equation. And that's what happened with the woman in Central Park. She was like, I don't like being told that I can't have my dog off leash. Yeah. The point that I'm trying to make is that that's 55% of white women in America. Yeah. That's the the ego. Check it. Do meditation. It's, I mean, I'm telling you, you've got to get your ego in check. Well, I think maybe we'll leave it there. We don't know what happened. Jenny hijacked it. took a weird turn. It took a weird turn. Well, she stirred the pot by being upset that... Biden is giving equal rights to transgenders. They're this not people. She only they don't that. deserve to, to have something. equal rights. I love when people are like, how do you feel about so-and-so making so-and-so else feel like they're worthy of being a fucking human being? Right. I mean, literally, that's how, what, what it is. How does this ever even affect you? Do you think you're ever going to be in a bathroom with a transgender? Ever in your life, yeah, Jenny? I, I, and, and all that is just fear-based. Yes. Like, ooh, someone's going to look under the stall at me while I'm going to the bathroom. Right. No, they're not. Ooh, my daughter's going to come home crying because a boy went into the bathroom to pee. If that's the worst thing that's happened to her at school, she's a lucky girl. And guess what? You'll see a penis one of these yeah. days. Yeah. It just happens. Would you ever be afraid? My daughter Grace just came down here. Are you worried about transgender bathrooms no what what's the are they just having like multi-gender bathrooms and girls and boys you know let's just say there's a girl's bathroom and a boy's bathroom at school which honestly at this point i should probably go away you should be able to choose which bathroom you go yeah and it doesn't Uh, it doesn't really matter i mean you're doing your own thing in the bathroom there's a stall it's not like open yeah like i wouldn't go into the boys bathroom but Right, if a boy came in, not a boy, because boys don't want to go into the girls' bathroom. That's not a thing. If a transgender comes in, so somebody that's a boy, but he's moving. Yes, um, there actually is um, a girl at my school who identifies as male, and she goes into the bathrooms that are, like, both genders. Yeah. Okay, but a lot of schools don't have that. I don't think any boy would care if she went into the boys' bathroom. And also, Because she identifies as a boy. Yeah, and we all know that. Right. We've had some um, kids transitioning that don't necessarily uh, want the entire school to know that they've transitioned. Why should they have to use the binary yeah. bathroom? Right. Like, why is that the right word, binary, Grace? Um, you mean like multi? I think so, yeah. They've blended in. They've right. come here as a girl, girl and. There are girls. No one knows that they were born genetically a boy, and. Why should they have to be sent to the... So of all the things that Biden just did in his first 24 hours, that is what... She's upset about the transgenders. That's what bothered Jenny. It doesn't affect... It doesn't affect me. It doesn't doesn't affect... affect But the person that was upset about it, it doesn't affect their life or how they will continue to live one iota. 
Jenny is probably, and I love you, Jenny. Jenny is never going to run into a situation as long as she lives where a person that is transgender is going to make her feel uncomfortable. So this is a made-up problem with, that she can attach herself to so that she can be against a political party. Sorry, Jenny, we are picking on you, but you just you chose to walk down into the studio and yes, enter the really lion's fired den. us up. Okay. Anyways, we're going to end it with that. Thank you so much for sticking in to this very disjointed podcast. Whether or not you agree that it flows or not, the fact that Jenny came out... It was an important point. Yeah. Yeah. And and to be fair, in the beginning, I was like, what? not sure what all this was about because I didn't have any exposure. Which all was about? I didn't have any exposure to transgender youth or what that all meant, okay? So in the beginning of seeing all this happen and it's scary like i think about um what if they change their mind yes. or like, you're we, scared for the actual individual yeah like we, I, we watched the tv show i am jazz and love it and yes. she transitioned at a very young age um and you know i would watch the show like with trepidation like these parents made this life-altering decision and what if what if what if what if but now that i've had um more um exposure, exposure to it which i think Two is a lot of the problem. People that don't understand it fully, which I still don't either, it's because they have no exposure to it. They don't know anybody mm-hmm. that has transitioned or whatever. I'm loving seeing like the youth be gender neutral, gender neutral, totally. and listen very superficially about it, like the hair and the clothes, totally. and, and just you don't sort wear of, makeup. Don't wear makeup. Yeah, and if you want to date a boy and you're a boy or date a Yes. I, I you want to be both for a while? Be both yeah. for a while. Enjoy yeah. it. Live it. Explore. Figure out what works for you. What makes you happy. And two, I think it's a very enlightened... Now we're getting into, you know, sexual orientation, which I know has nothing to do with trans, transgender people. But, like, it's a very enlightened way to think of, I'm just going to love the person that I have the best connection with, that treats yes. me the best, that has the most respect for me, that we have the most in common. And if they have a penis or a vagina, is so irrelevant, irrelevant in the entire equation. And, like, anyways, yeah, it did take an interesting turn, but we're leaving it here. Thank you guys all so much for sticking with us. A new dawn, a new day has arrived. A new life. <laughs> For me. All right, everybody, we're out of here. Thank you so much. Bye, Wilty. Bye, Bye, Jen. Bye, Bye, Golden Boys. See everybody. We're out.